eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Getting ready for this summer, Evan, when we become owners and GMs of the uh, Five Star Zone Moneyball team. Still trying to figure out what we're gonna wear. We're gonna wear suits. We're gonna put on hoodies. How we're gonna how we're gonna be the uh, the presence presence on the court. I Bef- feel like we roll up in suits, but then change into sweatsuits. Ah, go the Izzo approach on the bench. Gotcha. Show up with class. Come off, yeah. Come out the car like the come off the bus. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> Maybe get some make. Get like an Uber XL to drop us off and like a big excursion or something like that. And then change, you know, with the players and we come out and in our uh, matching uh, hoodies. So. And I'm open for interviews, so reach out to us if you want to hear about our squad. And Rico's probably going to have to go back and redo the interview because I'll probably say some things that I shouldn't be saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. Mr. Jenkins did actually did not mean what he said. Right. But we're not taking any Oakland players. Right. We will look at them. Right. <laughs> They will practice at the arena. <laughs> I don't care what he has to say. Um, but no, seriously, you know, a couple things happened. The NBA draft lottery was last night, and you know, I kind of want to pick it up from there. Um, Pistons got the number five pick. I do think that staring them right in the face is the player that they'll probably end up taking, and it's Jaden Ivey. It's a person. That I I wanted him to take from from jump. I said that I thought that it's the fit. It's the fit with Kay Cunningham. It's you now have you're you're strengthening your backcourt. You're you know you you got lucky last year and you got the number one pick. Now you need to add something so that Kay doesn't have to carry the team. He allows Kay to you know come off of ball screens to set up his shot to to come off of screens and you know Jaden can run this team. It's you look at how the Warriors go. It's their backcourt. That's the strength. You look at the Suns. You look at certain teams, just realize, okay, let's really do this. And that's why I, I like the fact of, of the Pistons considering Jaden Ivey with five. But that has nothing to do with Michigan, Michigan State, because in case you're probably like, I don't get it. 
Can I, can I mention one thing with Ivy, why yeah. he would also fit in well besides being a phenomenal basketball player? And I guess I was naive. I don't know why I didn't pick this up the last two seasons. But his dad went to Country Day. His mom played for the Detroit Shock. Yeah, he's from here. His grandfather played for the Lions. Yeah. Like, it's wild. Yeah. So if there's anybody that knows about the city and the surrounding areas. So, yeah, if, if you're looking for somebody to come in at the draft and embrace Detroit and put him. on the buffs again, it's him. Yes. This isn't like you got. Say. Right. You're not getting dropped off to a wasteland because he's going to be like, I've been there before. Yeah, I know what this be place like, is. Wait, there's not much to do downtown. Right, he's like, not going to pull an endomic and sue and say, okay, how long before I can get the hell up out of Detroit? Yeah, yeah, no, that's all I wanted to say and, about him was just his and lineage I'll also, screams Detroit. And I'll also say this, you add him, and yeah, you can go ahead and pull the plug on the experiment called Killian Hayes. And now you have a real NBA player to go along yep. with Kay Cunningham that I think you can get something night after night, and you got pieces. It doesn't take that long in the NBA. No, once that's you why get I, them together. That's why I got into the discussion on the show with Mike. Look at the top teams at the top. See, uh, Phoenix, Dallas, Memphis. Four years ago, three, four years ago, all drafting at the top. Yep. Phoenix had the number one pick. Memphis had the number two pick. They got Ja. Dallas had the number four pick. And they end up a five pick, and they ended up trading. And, and even Atlanta with Trey Young, right. who they swapped for one another. You can't say it's a bad trade for either right, because they're it, both in the playoffs. But you look how quickly those teams went from being at the top of the lottery to now Completing. they're a force. Yep. So I just want to put that out there. Yes. But the other reason why locally – Max Christie has already said he's not coming back to Michigan State, and that's and for those who don't know, I don't know why you don't know, but for those who don't know, Max Christie, Michigan State wing, true freshman, he entered his name into the lottery. It came out later this earlier this week that he is staying in the lottery. He's going to hire an agent. He's not going to go back to Michigan State. We're still waiting to see what's going to go down with uh, Diabate. And with Musa and with um, Caleb, Caleb Houston. All signs point to Caleb Houston staying in the draft, too, according to. All signs, from what I've gathered, says that all three will stay in the draft. Yeah. And and then it's, at that point, it's what happens next. MSU. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch out, man. The whoa. sky's falling. It almost just hit you. Watch <laughs> out. I had this conversation last night with a uh, buddy of mine. And and I, I was just laughed. I was like, guys, I, I've seen this movie before. Like, like, oh, but this is it. Like, this is always it. They're not in the transfer portal. They don't have any bigs. They, oh my god, what are they gonna do? Maddie Sazisco, he can't play thirty minutes a night. Yeah, here's what I say. I I watched the Jordan Brand Classic game. Incoming freshman Jackson Kohler was in there. Mackie can play. Jackson held his own. It wasn't like he was just happy. And and this is a game with a lot of people who will probably be in next year's NBA lottery. And people will be talking about them next year, going to Duke or Kentucky or straight to the G League. He scored 20 points in that game, including the, uh, the, the pull-ahead three-pointer late in the game. He's got versatility. Yeah, he can shoot a three. He can post up down low. He's He's not skinny. At whatsoever, he's he's got a body ready that he can bang in the in the Big Ten. 
I look at this team. If you're a Spartan fan, it looks bad because Izzo's not going to the transfer portal. But here's what you also have to do. You got to wonder, okay, you got to develop players because you got three players that I think the season really hinge, fringes on next year. You you got, you know, Jay Nakins. Jay Nakins is going to have a bigger role. Yeah, I want to see if our three match up because I got three too. The biggest one is the opportunity of a lifetime just dropped into this kid's lap, and now we need to see what happens between year one and year two, and it's Pierre Brooks Jr. Local kid. He was Mr. Basketball here in the state of Michigan. He was forgotten about because he only got in in really garbage minutes. He came in. He wasn't really in shape. He kind of worked himself. You know, he, he was able to play. He's 6'6". He could spot. He could shoot the jump shot. He he so could score. You notice that he likes to shoot. Yeah, he could score. I mean, <laughs> when he gets out there, he's not shy, which I commend. Right, I he'll he, so good. He'll shoot from the scoring table as he's checking in. If the mm-hmm. ball comes that way, this is his opportunity to get in there. He can now fill that spot that Max Christie left, or at least he's the first player off the bench. But this is where, I, you know, I look at, a, at the activity of a money ball where you're going to get, you know. 12 to 14 games over the summer. And I know, once again, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's dumb. Tum Tum won score 45 points in the money ball. You're an idiot. Okay? It's about development. It's about learning things outside the structured practice. It's about getting the reps. A guy like Pierre Brooks doesn't play in a full 40-minute game ever. He'll get five minutes here. And in that five minutes, he's got to try to do whatever he can, and then he's back on the bench. This gives him the opportunity to go out there and and, and learn about himself, learn about a shot, practice a move. I told you before, I remember watching the, the, the late Adrian Payne jacking up threes. And I'm like, well, Adrian, you don't shoot threes. He was like, well, I will next year. And that summer, he said, I'm not shooting the only thing I'm going to shoot in Moneyball are three-pointers. And Evan, that's all he shot, three-pointers. Fast break three. He wouldn't go down low in the block. And I'm like, well, Adrian, this he was like, you'll see. Sure enough, all of a sudden he became a three-point threat. Same thing happened with uh, Xavier Tillman because it's like, X, what are you doing? You don't shoot threes. He was like, I can hit this. He, and then in the money, first Moneyball game, he shoots up an air ball and I'll he looks at me, and I'm like, I told you, you don't shoot threes. Yeah, I mean, but it's a great time to expand your game and to show what you've been working on because, let's be honest, when you're in practice, it's it's controlled environment and everything like that. When you get to money ball, it's straight up, let's see what you got, right? And, yeah. and those kind of open runs like that. I do have a question because I've heard, you know, you see Gabe Brown in, in the G League uh, combine right now. You heard about the other kids that we talked about. But one kid who I don't hear anything about, not in the G League Combine, not in the NBA Combine, and that's Marcus Bingham. Is he just dead set on playing overseas? Like, is there no chance of him coming back to Michigan State? No, I don't think there's any chance of him coming back to Michigan State. As a matter of fact, yeah, he signed with an agent. So, Okay. I think if he would have come back, he probably would have gone to another school. I don't even think he – he would have transferred to someplace other than Michigan State. Okay. So, yeah, he is not coming back. Okay, whatsoever. I was just curious because yeah, that's the one name we haven't heard any development since he He's, declared. I saw it was it was something on social media where he was working out with 
That wasn't Paul Pierce. He's working out with somebody. You're right, with some NBA guys. I yeah. did see that. He's working were... out with NBA guys, and they're trying to get him ready for the draft. So, And that could almost be a guy that gets to the summer league, performs there, and finds a role either on a G League team or an NBA team. Well, I mean, team. as a seven-footer, you're all— That can block shit. A seven-footer is like a left-handed pitcher in baseball. They always have a place. You got a job. Somebody will somebody will make sure that you or or the third string quarterback in the NFL. You'll yeah. always have a job someplace. What the, do you think about? Like, well, hold Tyson, on. I was about to say my third name. Yeah, is is Maddie Sissoko. Okay, so you went with okay. Maddie has to step his game up because once again, opportunity has fallen into your lap. Hey, it's been so bad for him. I forgot he was a top fifty player. When he came out, I'm thinking like, nah, he's not. And I went back like, wow, I think he was, I want to say he was 38th. If he can control himself on the basketball court mentally, like just not making silly fouls and stuff like that. I mean, you saw it. I think it was the Purdue game where, I mean, they were getting their asses kicked. And he came in and all of a sudden he started having post moves. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's the nice stuff that you want to see from him to build his confidence. I think that's a huge thing within college basketball, and, and he is going to be important. I mean, you have to trust Tom Izzo, right? If The day you stop trusting him, I, I just think stop being a state fan, in my opinion, because he has proven time well, and time again. It's frustrating if you're a state fan because, man, you're, you're used to excellence, and you haven't gotten excellence. I mean, except for 2019 – you haven't made it out the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, like it or not. Sure. Now, and 2020. That's a matter of three years, you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, 2020, well, that was different. You know, you, you looked like you had something and, and COVID robbed you. Right. So, my, okay, so I, I agreed with Akins. My other two, I went a different direction. And it's, and I stayed within the guards because I think Tyson Walker and I think Hogard are the two most important cogs because. If you can get those two kids on the floor playing together well, I think that's a totally different Michigan State team because you've seen it time and time again in college basketball. If you have two guards that can really control a basketball game, you're in a great spot because it's not all about the bigs anymore. Oh, yeah. you and man, Well, Tyson's an anomaly because Tyson. Well, that's what I'm saying. Can he geez. be more consistent? Show me. Show me. I tell you, man, man, Tyson is the, he's a guy in the movie that you spend the entire movie telling him, you know, you're really the man. You're the guy. You're the superhero. You really can save the world. And no, 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 like Tyson. And then at the end, they put on the ring or the cape, or all of a sudden they right. get that hologram message and he like realizes, oh, it is me. The whole, you're hoping. I mean, you saw what he did against Purdue. And and I thought that you would get more of that for the rest of the season, but you didn't. It was A.J. Hogard who tried to do everything, and it was like, A.J., yeah, you're good, but the final two minutes, I think that should be Tyson Walker time. I agree. Because and I he's think, quicker than you. And A.J.'s great in controlled chaos. Like, he needs chaos right. to really show what he can right. do. Right, he, he becomes the, the bull, yeah. and he just goes and tries to run right at you and – when you go up against a bigger body, you're telling them, and you saw that in the Duke in, in the last minutes of the Duke game, where Duke was simply like, "Okay, well you could drive, and we're gonna block your shot because you, you don't have a move. Your yeah. move is straight to the basket, so I'll just time this thing and, and I'll like block you can... your shot twice." And and that was 
pretty much the end of Michigan State's hopes and dreams that, uh, this year. It, well, yeah, and he can't really elevate like the elite guards can athletic guards. Now, he can get up, don't get me wrong, but that's not the kind of guard he is where you're right. He's just, if he's going to his right, he's going to his right. Right. It, it, there was no move. My move is I'm going to try to go through you and – and when they're six foot ten and they're elite shot blockers, sorry, okay. boss. Yeah, you want to do that? That's fine. I think Joey Hauser coming back too is more underrated than a lot of people want to think because I know a lot of people want to think about Joey Hauser's bad games, but even in the tournament, listen, I understand Davidson isn't Duke, right? But he went out there and he was like, "I can take over a game." Find the mismatch. Yeah, Joey Hauser's best when he doesn't have to think. When Joey Hauser spots up, shoots, that's good Joey. He even takes it in the post on a smaller guy because he can control his body there. It's when he tries to go into the post against a dude that's six foot ten and picks up his pivot and he's lost. You know what I mean? And so, and I, I'm just excited. But then State also picked up this other kid. From yeah, Jackson, from IMG. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to be like a red shirt. <clears throat> yeah, he's yeah, red shirting, so we're not even going to talk about him because okay. he's going to contribute nothing. With, he'll, he'll be a practice player next he's year. huge, though. So, yeah, if you're MSU, is, here's why I say the season's, you know, the gloom and doom. I don't think the Big Ten is going to be good next year. All the best players left. Hunter Dickinson probably the favorite to win Big Ten player Him of the or, year. Um, my man, Edie. Right, well, Zach Edie, but Zach Edie, you know. He how, can't stay on the floor most How of the time. good is he? He's never on the floor in the final minutes. I mean, think about it. When Purdue played Michigan State, oh, yeah. came down, Edie's on the bench. Yep. Travion got the late game minutes. I think those two would be up for early, Hunter, like right now, like one Speaking of which, for Michigan, if and let's just say, hypothetically say that Houston leaves and Musa leaves – for That's Michigan, man, I think also in that uh, Collins Jordan, is gone. In that Jordan Brand classic game was Juwan's kid, Jet. Oh, you mean Carmelo Anthony in the next LeBron James movie? Did you see that? <laughs> he is? Yeah, he is playing Carmelo. LeBron James has a movie coming out about his life, and Jet Howard is playing Carmelo. The photo is, like, so uncanny. When you look at, um, remember the photo of LeBron playing at his high school and then Carmelo at Oak Hill when they played that big game? Right. And so that's the still. I'll show it to you after the show. But, it, I mean, it's spot on. He looks just like Melo. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to be relying a lot on Jet Howard next year. I think Hunter's going to lead this team. The Big Ten, I don't think they have a dominant player. I mean, I don't think that Iowa bounces back and is as good as they were. Wisconsin, you never count out Wisconsin, but I don't think Wisconsin is going to be this end-all, be-all. Look at that. Uh, let me see. This is great for a podcast. No, it is, and and people can go Google it, but go look at Jet Howard as Carmelo Anthony. Dude, it's spot on, huh? Yeah. I mean, they did a really, really good job. Yeah. They is did this a- LeBron's kid? No, that's just another kid. It's almost like the dude that played Magic in Winning Time. Just looks spot on. Wow, I see. I thought, yeah, that's I not like, Bronny. I thought it's wild, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. But just talking about Michigan, like you said, because you're right. I mean, Johnny Davis isn't there anymore. So Jordan Davis at Wisconsin. I mean, Brad Davidson, he could be up for player of the year, but you know what he is. He's gone. No, he got back. He's back. Wait, he came back? Yeah, his sixth year. This is his seventh year, Evan. I'm telling you, Brad Davidson is back at Wisconsin. 
Brad Davidson is not back yes, at Wisconsin. I challenge you, you right here, right now. <laughs> Brad Davidson is not back at Wisconsin. Yes, he is, man. No. Davidson to return to Wisconsin for his sixth season, April 1st, 2022. Dear. He has God. been granted a six year of eligibility from the NCAA and will return to Wisconsin for the 22 23 season. Davidson was awarded medical hardship for his 17 18 season that was marred by a reoccurring shoulder injury. Dear God. He's back, baby. He's back. Oh, God. So he's going to be a pest in the big town. Oh, my God. He's like cockroaches and termites. I know. Every time you think you've gotten rid of him. That kid, I mean. He's called this kid herpes. (laughs) (laughs) He's coming back. (laughs) Right. In a pest because you know he's out there when he's playing. So there's that. I mean, Murray, there's no great players. That's what I'm saying. There's sure. no great players. There's some very good ones, but there's no great. So, you know, for those Spartan fans who are like, oh, my God, the world is ending. I don't think it's ending. I think the Big Ten will be good, not great. This will be another year where, because I was just looking at another uh, mock uh, tournament bracket from. Um, well, like for next year already? Yeah, they're already out there. <laughs> uh, what's my name from my man from uh, Joe Lenardi? Yeah, and yeah, MSU's a six seed. Michigan's a four seed as of right now. So, oh, they're, nice. they're, they're out already. We're in, baby. Um, you know, you you got to wait to see. Can the player development? Can, can that kick in? What's Jackson Kohler going to do if you're a Spartan fan? Well, and, and same with Michigan. Where, where's their three-point shooting? That killed them this year. Yeah. they they That really killed them. I mean, they got hot, don't get me wrong, in the their first and second round game, and they played well. But Hunter's great with another big out there, and Diabate was that guy for him. And Hunter's really great when he has shooters around him. Right. Uh, I mean, you're, you're going to you got you know, but you're going to be relying a lot on freshmen. Yeah, Jed Howard, Terrace Reed, he was also in that game. That's well, and then I mean, Terrence Williams, you got to expect him to take that step from Michigan. <laughs> it's he's, I think he's very interesting as a prospect because you'll see games. Yeah, it's like I, when he, he played the best when Jawan was you know had slapped the coach and wasn't there. Yeah, and then Juwan came back, and you saw his role go down. It was right. the same with that Kobe Bufkin, right. who was playing quite a bit and playing well, I thought. And I was like, you know what? Now's the time. Let the freshman go, right? Take, take and then Juwan came back, and his season was over. And went right back to what he did. So, And I think I think it's a big season for Juwan Howard this year, too. Uh, I really do. So, And I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited for it. I mean, I know we have a long way to go, but I don't think – am I naive to put my blind trust in Tom Izzo? I guess that's my main question. It depends on what your expectations. To get to the tournament and see what happens. I mean, I think, isn't that always yes, the okay. expectation? Nobody nobody loves a Big Ten title. I mean, I do. I think it's well-deserved when you go and win a Big Ten regular season title. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? You know what I mean? And here's what I would say. Yes, would Izzo make the tournament? Yeah, just like Wisconsin will finish in the top. Here's your easy money. Wisconsin will finish in the top four in the Big Ten in basketball. Yeah. They always do. Always. Always. Well, and they got they, – They missed out on it once. But if you look over the last – it may be the most consistent bet over the last 15 years. They're always there. Wisconsin's always finished in the top four 
except was it the COVID year? That was the only year that they didn't. Well, and you got to expect that. What is his name? Wall or whatever. Number five for them. Their power forward slash small forward. He's going to get better too. Um, I, I I do think it's exciting, but I mean, when you rely on freshmen, this year was a big example of why that doesn't always work, right? Yeah. Because Caleb Houston was underwhelming for Michigan. I'm going to tell you right now, I think the biggest mistake that Caleb Houston and Max Christie is doing is is staying in the draft. Now, that's not to say that they can't develop into really good NBA players because a lot of people said that about Jordan Poole well, and that's when who Jordan I was Poole bring up. left. I think he was, but what, Jordan the last Poole, pick in the first round? Jordan Poole had to go the way of the G League. I sat it here took and him said he'll three, never play in the NBA. It took him three years, and he went to the right team, right situation. Clay Thompson is gone. Steph needed somebody, and he accepted the challenge. You put Jordan Poole on the Pistons or someplace else, and I don't think this works out that well. So, But I think that if Christie and those guys come back, then I do think that you could be like the Javis and the Keegan Murrays where and the Jay Nivies, where, yeah, you could have got drafted. All three of those guys could have been drafted a late first round, second round. Yeah. They come back, and now – you're looking at three lottery picks. Yeah. And I, I do believe that if Houston and Max Christie went – if well, Houston still can because he hasn't declared, but he goes back to Michigan, he works on his game, you are now probably looking at a favorite for Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah. And because then, he, he showed signs. He was just inconsistent in big games. He disappeared. But I guess the other side of that is Houston goes back and shows – that's literally what his game is, what you saw this year, then that stock goes even lower, right? Yeah, but see, this is where, you know, you you get people. This is where I I look at the other side. I look at how Jaden Ivey could have gone into the draft. He came back. We're talking about him being a piston at the number five pick. You talk Keegan Murray, no one knew who Keegan Murray was this time last year. Not at all. Not at all. And now he's a guy that could possibly be doing this and I like him as a prospect in the NBA, but I'm also I'm very intrigued. I'm always intrigued by Michigan State players when they go pro, because it's like you're you're taking Tom Izzo away from that player. And what I mean by that is you play under a certain structure under Tom Izzo. Now Max Christie had a longer leash than I've seen some players in the past, where he played 30 yeah. minutes a game. But I want to see him freewheeling. Yeah, Max. Oh, geez, Max Christie was one of the three. Freshman that Izzo did not yell at. No, ever. Gary, Gary Harris and Miles Bridges were the other two. And, and I don't think he's either of those players. I mean, Gary Harris was one hell of a scorer in college basketball. So Miles Bridges was an exceptional athlete. That that's see, that's a kid. I think if he went after his freshman year, he was a top ten pick, and he ended up being what a top fifteen pick coming back. No, no, no. He actually because I remember people saying, "Oh, you know he." The knock. It amazes me what the knock is when it's the rival school. Mm-hmm. But I, it was a Michigan person. He's no longer in the is industry anymore. But he bet me, oh, Bridges' stock is going to fall. You know, they had him projected in, as a lottery pick. And, he, you know, he's going to. And Bridges came back to Michigan State because I, I was the only one who said, guys, Bridges is coming back. People told me, you're being. I'm like, he's coming back. He's coming back. Like, I got sources. He comes back. Yeah. He's still a lottery pick. Yeah. And, and and the guy was like, well, you know, he took a big deal. You know, you lost the bet. I told you. He was still going to be a lottery pick. And he's about to be a $100 million man this offseason. But he was one of those, like, Christy, I don't think really wants to be in school. 
Bridges wanted to be in school. Some people like it, man. Jaron, here's the thing. You Jaren, watched that video of Jaron when he was like. Jaron Jackson. He went into Izzo's office like, I'm back. And Jaren, he was like, no, you're not. And that was the other thing. People told me I was crazy. I'm like, Jaron's coming back. My source, Jaron. Yeah. We sat there during the uh, Michigan high school basketball tournament at the Breslin Center, and we sat for like 30 minutes, and he was saying how much he wants to come back. And, he, you know, he didn't like how the season ended against Syracuse, and he wanted to come back. He was coming back until uh, an agent convinced his parents it's probably best for him to start the clock. Plus, Izzo, for Jaron was a top five pick. It's really no place for you to go but down at that point. Correct. But to this day, if you were to see, ask him, he was swear, yeah, I wish I could have came back for at least one more year. Yeah, he told a story just recently on a podcast that he went into Izzo's office, was like, I'm coming back, and Tom's yeah. like, you can't. Man. Like I, I will. Don't get me wrong. I want you back, but you can't. You're right, like Miles. Okay, you can still improve yourself, Jaron. You're a seven footer that can shoot and you can block. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a unicorn, really, in the NBA. I mean, there's only so many seven footers that can really extend it like he does. And, and don't get me wrong, I've always said he looks like he's shooting a half court shot from three point land. But boy, does he have like a nice touch. You know what I mean? He does. It looks like he chucks it, but. It it works for him and and it's it's intriguing, but I just think fans need to take a step back and, and think things through before overreacting. I understand where I see most of the overreaction is on this app called Twitter. I don't know if you're aware of it, Rico. Uh, you people know what? overreact I, I, I on honestly there. Honestly, got that's twenty percent of, of not even twenty percent of America. I know. It's I don't just, care. This is where everybody has the opinion, and as I often say. They go root for another team. Like, this is what happens. Like, oh, he can't keep having losing seasons. Guys, he hasn't had a losing season, I think, since 20, I mean, 1996 or 97. Yeah, like, and that's just. He my, doesn't have losing seasons. And that's why I put my trust in him. I do, but. I got burned. I mean, honestly, look, I'm not sitting here because I know people will take this. Oh, he's not the end all be all. He finds ways to win. Uh, he found a way in the COVID year to get them tournament eligible. When I thought the thing was over and he had to go out and beat top five teams, and they beat top five teams. They beat Indiana, they beat Ohio State, and they beat Michigan, and that got them into the playing game against UCLA. They find ways to get that done. Yeah, and isn't another good example of a player that people were like, why is he going pro? Is Zach Randolph. A guy that didn't play 20 minutes a game as a freshman. He didn't score See, that's, a game. That's, that's a little different because that was at the beginning of this, and I don't think Tom realized what the one-and-dones really were. Does it really bother him that much? Well, I think it cha- it's changed. At the time, he was like, well, no, Zach's not leaving. And he and it, one of Izzo's biggest regrets is he said if he would have known then, he would play Zach more. Yeah. But he thought that Zach was coming back. One-and-done was – it's like the transfer portal and NIL right now. It was in its infancy. I remember during that same time period, Coach K swearing up and down, I'm never right. going to do this again because he had because uh, he had a freshman who took off and, and, and went one and done. Oh, my God. What was his name? Now I got to look this up. Uh, NBA draft. Yeah, it's just – it's interesting because I hear – you know, people now say these kids can come back and make just as much from NIL. And I'm like, 
I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. You go play in the G League, they say they pay you what? 250k if you're one of those elite players in the G League yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, but that, that ain't a ton of people though. Right, but it's it's the guys in the second round, wouldn't you say? Uh second round draft picks are still making a nice life for themselves and have a great opportunity to make a great life for themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, it's you go into the G League, you're probably making I think 60, 70,000. Which, let's face it, ain't bad if you're an average person. If you're an, but I'm saying somebody like Max Christie. I mean, he could go overseas and make a million bucks, right? More so than what you could for, I would say, coming back to school at the NIL. Corey Maggette. Oh, he was pissed off about Maggette? Corey Maggette. You mean Maggette. former Piston Corey Mag- Yeah, Corey Maggette <laughs> never started at Duke, and he left. That's and right. Corey Maggette went 13th in the draft. That was the year, yeah, Duke had Elton Brand at one. Oh, how good was that team? Yeah. Elton Brand was such a good player. But, yeah, Corey Maggette came off the bench and left, and Coach K was like, wait, you're doing what? Not happy. Isn't that great? And now they've all kind of embraced that. But we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. The other thing I do want to talk about, and, Evan, this is one where I'm hoping that, and and maybe we even cut this up and and separately so that – the uh, Big Ten athletic directors don't have to listen to us talking to basketball, but let me help them out with football. This is important, and maybe I should have just led with this. I'm going to fix the problem for the Big Ten. The Big Ten is thinking about realigning the divisions because the ACC is going to go to a divisionless football. The Big 12 does, but it works for the Big 12 because the Big 12 only has 10 teams. Right. I know it's the Big 12. But it works because everybody can play everybody. It works for the ACC because, let's be real, there's only one team in the ACC that's Clemson and then a bunch of busters, a bunch of also-ran teams. Yeah. Okay? Miami's not the same Miami. Uh, You know, Florida State's not the same Florida State. Pitt, not – I mean, they rose up this year, but they'll probably fall back down. Heck, your star receiver won it out in Jordan-Addison. For the Big Ten, they're considering it. Or they're considering realigning the divisions. I've worked this out for you. It's really simple. Okay? Gene Smith, Alan Haller, if you guys happen to be listening or whatever, award manual, steal this idea. You can make it yours. I don't need credit. Here's what you need to do to realign your divisions if you're going to do this. Go back to the leaders and legends. Woo! Okay? I don't care if you call it Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> I don't care if you call it up and down. You can I don't name care it if you, big and ten. I don't care. Right. You can call it big and ten, <laughs> dog and cat. I don't care. If you think the names are stupid, then fine. Call them Ren and Stimpy. Oh, I love that show. Whatever. Billy West. Classic. You just can't. The divisions were, it was an equitable split. Because right now, these divisions aren't that. It was the M- it was the M's and the N's, and I think Iowa, and then it was everybody else in the other. So, I think uh, Michigan State was in the Legends division along with Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern. Yeah. The Legends were Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern. Yeah. 
So leaders if, were Illinois, Indiana, Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue, Wisconsin. That's that's a great split right there. Now here's what you do. Very simple. It's like picking teams on the playground. Hey, Maryland, you're over here. You're in what was it? The, what, Michigan State was in the Legends. Yep. Maryland's in the Legends. Rutgers, you're in the leaders. And we keep going. Yeah. You, you everybody gets. There are three crossover protected. You get your protected rivalry games if you want. Yes, you'll play Michigan and, Mich- and Ohio State. So Michigan and Ohio State, you get that. And and, tr- and just, once again, treat it like the playground. Okay, well, what are you going to do? If you still want to keep this fake rivalry of Michigan State and Penn State together, fine. Sure. Michigan State, Penn State, you're going to be locked in. Right. And you just keep going down the line. If You're, you're not going to get every team, but here's the beauty of it. You're not going to lock these rivalry games in forever. Well, every here's what you do: you do them every four years, so that everybody gets a, two home and homes against another team. Throw them back in the hat, and you may say, you know what, Michigan State could have. You know what, we're going to go ahead and protect. Uh, let's just say Michigan State decides they want to protect the spittoon with Indiana. Indiana. Because that was who they originally were given as their crossover game. Yeah, you know what? How about we go Rutgers instead? Because let's say Rutgers gets really good and, you know, that whole keep chopping thing, and they develop a real rivalry. Oh, with Shiano and the transfer portal. So here's the thing. So now, four years later, Rutgers is now one of your protected games. You rotate it. Now, there's some games like Michigan and Ohio State that will never leave the table. It will always be there. Bless you. It will always be there. But, yeah, every four years you rotate who your your protected games are and you go with this. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Because right now the way it's set up. It's stacked. It's, it's one, Michigan, you got Michigan the good State, conference and you got the bad Ohio conference. Ohio State and Penn State all in the same conference. You're yeah. doing yourself a disservice. That division is always going to be better because Wisconsin, I mean, aside from this year, merely rolls out of bed and drives to Indy. But what happens if Michigan and Ohio State both win their divisions and and they, they have to play against each other in the big? Okay, well, that's what you've always wanted. You've always people have always wanted that. Yeah. Hey, newsflash: uh, SEC championship game is Georgia Bama all the time. And who played in the national championship game? Georgia Bama. Who won the SEC championship game? Bama. Who won the national title? Georgia. Okay, so I know that's that's why I'm saying. So like, you it know what? Matter. Here's the thing: if you're Michigan, if we had leaders and legends, Michigan would have been to Indianapolis before last year. Absolutely, and and also by the way, if you're living your life based on well, Ohio State, well, I told you, if it were me, and I know this is blasphemy or he's party talk. I'm not playing that game last. It allows you the opportunity to lose and then get your season back. If you lose it at the final game, you're it's done. Over. Yeah. You're toast. You can't I mean, recover from it. And some people also like that because I was going to say to quote one of the best wrestlers ever, to be the best, you have to beat the best, and that was a Ric Flair quote, and that's exactly the truth, right? It's not it very often that the best gets knocked off before you get there. It is. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I like it. I, I, I don't have anything – to say against it. I think you realign the divisions. You go back to leaders and legends. You move Maryland with the legends, with the other M's and the N's. Because that was the easy way for me to remember. It was the M's, the right. N's, and the I. Well, And it, then you put Rutgers on the other side. You now have Michigan, Iowa, 
Michigan State, one side. You got Wisconsin, Ohio State, Penn State on the other side. Chances are your representatives of the game is going to come through one of those, uh, two of those six teams, and you go for it. Yeah, and then every once in a while you get a surprise, which is great for college yeah. football. And you pick your, you, you know, if you got rivalry games, you can go ahead and protect those games. You get three, but you're not going to lock these three in. Ooh. So if it all of a sudden becomes so super lopsided, you can opt out and be like, yep, you know what? This isn't helping us at all playing this team. Let's go ahead and pick up a new rivalry game. And you know what you can tie into it as well? What? This one I'm actually going to charge for just in case they take it. Then you had the schedule show every year. Oh, this is be, I don't understand why they did that. I, if you're the Big Ten, man, that's that's what you want to do. Right. The schedule show. And, yeah, you do the schedule show sometime in May. I mean, look what the NFL does. It's on three different networks, and that's all people talk about. That's it. Oh, my God. The schedule. The schedule. You know who you're going to play. You just don't know when. Well, and, and I think that is very important for college football. Yeah. Because, I mean, yes, fan. Listen, I think college fans are more fanatical than NFL fans are. When they did the schedule show in 2020. I'm like, this is a great idea. It was awesome. Instead of just putting out that stupid grid with all the teams on there. Week by week. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. So I needed some cash for that, though. Yeah. You can have the idea, but you're right, Rico, too, because you can't have them all in the same because then you get to those stupid, silly tiebreaker scenarios and most likely you'll have to go to like the fourth tiebreaker scenario when you have 14 teams like that here was the funny thing if msu had hypothetically if they had defeated purdue yeah they would have gone to the big 10 title game right they would not have oh ohio state would have gone over them. ohio state would have gone it would have been a three-way tie okay and evan it would have gone to the seventh tiebreaker in order for Ohio State to go. That's what I'm saying. It was ridiculous. I mean, I'm looking. It it got to the ridiculous, like, okay, who could do the cha-cha slide yeah. better type of thing. It's like, really? <laughs> Who's That's Nike a tiebreaker? Is bigger. <laughs> That's a tiebreaker? Like, wow. Because it would have it come down to the fact that Michigan – wait, I'm trying to think. Did Michigan play Northwestern? Yes. Yep. The fact that Michigan and Michigan State played Northwestern last year would have been the reason why Ohio State would have gone. Because Ohio State's uh, strength of crossover, schedule. crossover game, because yeah. you start going down, and you it was because, common opponents, because record, they did yeah. not play Northwestern. The other team was like one game better than Northwestern. That was a tiebreaker. It's wild. Yeah. It would have been real. So that's what I'm saying. When you when you're coming down to judging teams that you did or did not play, like we need to figure out something better. So yeah, I was looking at that, but yeah, I think to go back to leaders and legends. You could call it north and south, east and west, big and ten. I like Ren and Stimpy the most. Yeah, the Ren division. <laughs> Beavis and, the and Stimpy. Butthead. Right, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Don't care, man. You know, the Batman and Robins. Right. Whatever, man. Yeah, it can be. Iron um, Man, Captain America. Whatever you want to do. You can name it. Oh, no. I'm not going to go there. I'm, 
No. You, you can name it anything that you I want. I was going to say you could name it after legendary coaches. No, nah, both those you, coaches yeah, I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Anymore. Yeah, let's just pass on yeah. that. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I thought that. Right, you can call it the foot it and the ball. Yeah. I don't care. 100%. But that's what you need to go back to. You have your protected rivalry games, but it's rotating. Every four years, if you want to renew it, you can renew it. If you don't, you don't. And – yeah, each time that means that every four years you get a home and a home, or you get two homes in two ways. Um, yeah, and then I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. You go ahead and you do the uh, the, the re- schedule reveal show. I mean, if you're the Big Ten, you can own this thing, and That's you can make other too. people catch up to you. It'll be a, a I guarantee you, it'll be on the big. You can simulcast it on the Big Ten Network. I bet ESPN would pick it up on the right day. Well, no, I mean because you're owned by Fox. Yeah, but the ESPN airs their games as well. Is what I'm saying. Right, but because you're owned by Fox, you could have the games on Fox. On yeah. Oh yeah. FS1, yes. Big Ten Network, all of it. Fox, Big Ten Network, Streaming. FS1. You could do it on all three channels. Yep. And yeah, people are gonna watch that thing. People are going to see who's playing who, but. If you're the Big Ten, you got the opportunity. You're getting ready to vote on this. Very simple. You do need to realign. I don't think you can go divisionalist because now it's going to be unfair because certain teams won't play certain teams. There's 14 teams in the Big Ten. And you play 12 games. And you play, you play three nine, non-conference, no, no. You right? Play, you play nine games. Yeah. Play nine games, which means somebody's going to have games against, well, we had to play – you know, let's just hypothetically say Michigan has played Michigan State and Ohio State and Penn State. Wisconsin. And on the flip side, can you imagine if Michigan State only had to play Michigan, but they didn't play Ohio State, they didn't play Penn State, and they didn't play Wisconsin? <laughs> well, what Wolverine fans are going to say that schedule's fair? None. Right. Like, well, you had the easy schedule. And, and let's say Michigan State now wins the Big Ten that year. Well, you're not playing anybody. Can't do it. Divisionalist. Oh, you went on Mike Singletary. Can't do it. Can't do it. Will not do it. Cannot do it. So I think you go back to that. That's the easiest thing to do. And let's hope some smart people in the room figures it out. Gene Smith, a lot of the ADs say they, they want to make some changes. The change is, you know what? You're going to go back and you're going to remarry your first wife. That's what you're going to do. I've seen it happen. I've yeah, seen it happen a few times. Now. Because, yeah, you, the, the first wife had it right. Now you pick up and you move houses and you change the address, but it's the same. Call it what I mean, people abandon leaders and legends because of the name. That was it. And, but if you look at the, it was an equitable split of the teams. It's yeah. the easiest way to do it. You don't have to sit there. For, it, it, Penn State, Ohio State. And Wisconsin, you got Michigan, Michigan State, <laughs> Iowa, other side, let it roll. So my question. And Nebraska, too. Yeah. My question this week, Rico, is a question of whether or not you know a certain Twitter account exists. I just came across this the other week. I promise it's not me on everything. But you know there's a Twitter account called at Fitz. It's literally all the outfits that Mel Tucker wears, and then they break it down by the item. So, like, for instance, he's wearing a McQueen <laughs> silk shirt in this one with white skinnies and uh, what kind of shoes? Lavin official shoes. They, like, got his watch. They have his shirts. Like, 
Uh, it's that's, amazing that's, to I did see not it. know. That's a little creepy. I thought you were going to ask me something about Comic-Con. So, no. Mel Tucker foes this account is what I saw. <laughs> well, he's probably making sure that they don't. Yeah, okay. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm monitoring what you're saying about me. You know what? But before got, I got to shut this thing down, he's wearing some. My man did get a 95 million contract up. He believes in style. <laughs> you're not gonna see him out there in cleats and trying to dress up like a, his dead hero. No, and you know what? And that and that's exactly what gets to recruits right now. It's all about style. It's all about how you show off. But did you have a good time at Comic Con? I had a great time. We went on Sunday together. And like I was telling you, I got you, Evan to, you know, I had to convince him to go over to the Ghostbusters car. Yeah, I'm weird about that kind of stuff for some reason. I don't know why. Like, Evan loves Ghostbusters. I'm like, Evan, I wore a Ghostbusters t shirt just for Evan. I'm it's, like, Evan, go over there and take a picture, put on a Proton pack, take a picture. It at was the Ghostbusters. really cool. And I mean, I don't necessarily understand everything, but I damn sure appreciate it all. And it's really cool. And they said, what, one's coming in the fall now? I don't yes, know if that's breaking news, but that, that it's great. I saw, you know, the the guy that plays Scooby-Doo, he's also or Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. I heard that guy was incredible. He's from here locally. He stopped. Any kid that was in his line, they instantly put them in the VIP line. Because mm. he said, kids that are here for me will go in the VIP line. And that's just the kind of cool stuff you like to see from these actors that – you don't necessarily uh, get to see up close and personal. I went and got an autograph from the actor who plays Vigilante and Peacemaker. Um, I'm trying to think Freddie Strom. Is it Matt Lillard? Yep, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. And that Freddie Strom, I was like blown away because he's Evan's English. like, wait a minute. You have an English accent. I'm like, Evan, most of your TV people are <laughs> Brits or Australians. Oh, and then also seeing Danny Trejo walk into it. And he's I almost knocked him four? over. Evan's like, you almost knocked over Danny Trejo. I'm like, <laughs> where? And I look up, and I don't see anybody, and I immediately start going down, and he's like, hey. I'm like, oh, sorry about that, like, Mr. Trejo. Yeah. <clears throat> the tough four. guy from the movies. Yeah, like, you expect him to be, like, this intimidating 4'6", 220 pounds, and then, no, it's like mini-me walking. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was great, so I, I appreciate you going there with me and walking through. So that was that was fun. Yeah, so even got you hooked on some more comics. So yeah, I mean, I I told you that Moon Knight show. I I really enjoyed um, the new um, what's it called, the Batman and Flash Flashpoint. Yeah. I'm interested. I got. I'm going to read that tonight. Actually, did you read it yet? I have not because okay. you, technically you don't have the first issue. Oh, the that's first, not the first one? Even though it's one, the first issue is a zero. That's right. Okay, that's what you were asking the so guy So the about. guy was like, that came out already, so you need to read the zero first. Oh, and by the way, Rico <clears throat> Beard is not only the mayor in East Lansing, but Comic-Con is. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know all these guys? He's like, oh, they're state fans. Yeah. So small world. We all ride in the same circle. Yeah, I took a couple selfies, and people were like, hey, you know. Yeah, where's Mike? Like Mike's never gonna show up. Oh here. no, maybe one day. We have a <clears throat> we have a plan in place. We'll just see if we well, can I make told, it. I told I creeped him out. I did a, a segment with the uh the Black Panther helmet on. Oh, did you really? He was like, Nope, nope, it's you're not so doing that. Cool. Go to Rico's that. Twitter and go see a photo of this Black Panther. It's awesome. So, all right, Evan. Uh did you do you follow Mel? Outfits or I had no to, tuck man. fits or whatever. Yeah, I'm intrigued by all that stuff. Right. Not necessarily what he's wearing as a shirt or pants. It's all about the shoes. For I me. got you. All right. For Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Uh, keep 
uh, subscribing and telling your friends about the Five Star Zone.